Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hustle Time. Our mission is to help you redefine your hustle. My name is Hector Reyes, founder and CEO of Hustle Times and Mentors Only. You are now listening to The Daily Deposits. Today's episode, 28 years locked up for one beer. Hustle Times, the podcast, and I want to welcome you to the first episode. And this episode, I called it 28 years for locked up for drinking one beer, for choosing to drink one beer. And the reason why I labeled it that way was because I actually, actually made a mistake when I was 10 years old. I, and you're probably thinking, like, damn, 28 years for... For one one beer, yeah. What happened with me is that at ten years old, back in the nineties, uh, right here where where I'm recording actually right now, I'm in Ciudad Juarez, Mexico, the city there that I grew up in. Um, I grew up in Ciudad Juarez, Mexico, in El Paso, Texas. And back in the nineties, um, it was so easy for for any kid to go and buy beer. I, I remember I would just show up with the with a basket from the mandado. The mandado means uh, groceries. And I would show up to the store, and they would they would sell me the beer. They would sell me the beer. I had to say it was for my dad, even though my dad uh, didn't drink, but whatever. And I remember drinking my first beer. Um, it was in the back of a of one of those old school vans, the ones that have the seats in the back and, and the tables and everything. And I remember drinking that first beer. It was a Carta Blanca, and I remember it tasted like shit. And I told one of my homeboys, I'm like, man. This, this is like shit. I don't know why people drink this. But what happened after that is that I I went ahead and, and, and I continued. I continued to try the beer. And then I continued to let my homeboys, my environment, to influence me into thinking that what I was doing, it was good because I was getting respect. Because I was showing that I was a badass. And that's when it started. And that's what I... uh just had a chain of reaction, like a domino effect, where that was my first domino that dropped. And that continued for 28 years until May 23rd of 2021 of this year, where I had my last beer. And I know I'm barely starting now, and you're probably thinking like, damn, like, I mean, you're you're a baby, you're a baby just, just uh, dropping off that habit, right? But when you think about, I used to drink every single day. And I'm not talking about just one or two beers. I'm talking about I could drink. I could drink. And I could drive. And I could control myself. And I had people that would tell me, like, I, I can't believe how much you drink. I mean, you should be dead right now. And, yes, I had a lot of, a lot of issues, a lot of problems, uh, a lot of you know, medical problems just because of that. Those are the consequences that you have. But that's just one part of the problem, right? Um, you see, what happened, and I think that this is the biggest, biggest problem that I encounter after drinking that one beer, 
was that I incarcerated myself. This this way of thinking, unfortunately, <clears throat> kept going over and over and over again in my life. It created a cycle where I then not surely shortly after that I started getting into smoking weed, doing coke, and then that's when it became my biggest vice. You see, the moment that I tried cocaine, it turned into not only one of my gateway drugs and one of my biggest vices, besides the alcohol, but I got hooked on not only dealing it, using it, but I let it, I let it take control of my life. I let it take control of my mind. And that caused uh, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of issues with me because I started going into the system. I started getting locked up. I I started facing a lot of a lot of heartaches, not only for for myself at that moment in time because I was sedated so much. I didn't really care. My my heart, my emotions were completely out the door because I was being taught that in order for me to be a man. My emotions, my feelings, they no longer were part of me anymore. I had to be tough. I had to show up as a man that defended himself anytime somebody tried to disrespect me. As a man that had to show show off and try to show that to my hood, to my neighborhood, to my so-called homeboys, that I was down for that. That I was down. So I, I I let that influence my mind and I let that way of thinking, thinking that I was that I was going the right way. And I remember I remember my, my way of thinking at that time is I was actually willing to die for my hood. I was willing to give my life for my hood. And if you think about it, your hood is usually territory. I know for my gang um, we used to, I used to belong to a gang in the, uh, in Isleta and Isleta of, of El Paso, Texas. It's a, it's a uh, neighborhood in the, in the lower valley in El Paso, Texas. And there's, there's a, there's a, um, an area that covers the, the territory from our gangs, right? But what happens is that we don't own shit, but we defend the hood with our lives. You see, we're just little kids defending the hood but we didn't own shit what i'm talking about is we didn't own any type of any any piece of real estate in that hood uh most of us came from from uh from the projects uh, i came from Ciudad juarez moved into the projects and then uh, became part of the gang but <clears throat> we didn't own any real estate and i think about it now and i'm like how So I think about it now, and I think, how is how is that even logical? Okay, you're defending. It's logical when when somebody tries to break into your house, you own a piece of property. Um, most of this happens in Texas. Somebody tries to break into your home, you can shoot them. You have the right to do so, right? But if somebody comes into your the neighborhood, you shoot them because they came into your neighborhood. If they come from another neighborhood, but you don't own. 
none of that piece of real estate. So where am I going with this? You see, I let my mind be controlled and my thoughts be controlled by my environment, by my surroundings, by my homeboys, by all of those type of influences. And the problem with that is that what happens is that not only the relationships that you start creating and that you start letting influence your life, do they have such a big impact that they start ruling your whole life? And not just for that moment, but they start ruling your life for the next years to come. I know it did it for me for many years because the moment that I that I stepped into jail at 14, it took me on a roller coaster for the next 13 years where I was in and out of jail. I ended up in prison. I was doing time both in the United States and here in Mexico as well. Um, committed a lot of crimes. I had to pay for them. And I'm still paying for them. <clears throat> and what happens is that in order for me to be able to to break free from, from all of that, to be able to, to actually let go and be able to not only forgive myself, but actually be able to be forgiven, it took it took a lot. It took a lot because I didn't know. I didn't know how, how to let go of that lifestyle. For me, I thought that I was going to end up dead or either in prison for the rest of my life. I mean, most of my homeboys are there and even some family members, unfortunately, but, and they're no longer here. I mean, to, to get on a second opportunity, but I, I had to have a deep conversation, not only with, with myself, but with, with my maker. And in this conversation, um, that I had, I had to ask myself, why, why, why was I doing all that? What was the reason behind all of that? Was it worth it? And if if you at all read any any uh, any scriptures, you read the Bible. Um, I was reading the scripture. I was reading the scripture, and it's um, if you read Romans eight six, let me read it to you. It says, "The mind governed by the flesh is dead, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace." And when I read that, when I read that, I I think about like how how people want to live. Like, do they really want to live a life full of chaos, full of full of people dying around you? You you know, full of um, full of pain, or do you want to live a, a life of peace, of happiness? of success, of dreams, of of many things that make you happy? Or do you wanna do you wanna be depressed, anxious? What is it that you want? And if you were asked that question, if you ask yourself that question, what would you choose right now? If you were given those two things right now, which one would you choose? If you had somebody to give you that, just like you know in the metrics the Matrix in the movie where they give you the two pills, which one would you choose? If you were given that choice, which one would you choose? Would you choose a life of death? Or would you lose, would you choose a, a life of peace? And most of us would choose the life of peace. But unfortunately, we always take the wrong pill. We always choose the other one. Why? Because when I read that, I realized that for 28 years, I was locked up. 
for 28 years, I chose to die. You see, I was living. I was alive. And there was many times where I almost died. But I was actually dead. I was dead because I was sedated most of the time. I missed so many opportunities. I had so many broken relationships. I lost a lot of my time and freedom. All of that because I was sedated. Because I decided to drink one beer. I decided to drink one beer that turned into thousands and probably hundreds of thousands of beers over the past 20 years. I don't even know how many. And <clears throat> and it's insane because I wish that, that what people would, would would actually go into our neighborhoods, would actually go into our hoods to promote not only religion, because there's 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 churches, there's so many things, and I'm not trying to push religion. I am trying to show you that yes, God is a, is is the main thing that can actually help you change. But I'm not pushing religion because there's so many churches out there, there's so many ministries out there. But what are they really doing out there to go and help our youth, our kids that are between the age of 10 and 12 years old, that are actually going in there to help them change the one main thing? That nobody taught us how to even control. And that is our mind. And that is that is extremely important. Because in order for me to be able to get out of that lifestyle. And many people that I know that have been able to overcome that. The first thing that they had to change was my their mind. I know for me, I have many mentors that were teaching me how to be successful. How to be a better person. And the first thing that they would tell me is, Hector, you got to change your mind. You got to change your mind. And I was like, I don't have time. I just need you to show me how to make money. Because I was going after my hustle, right? And the problem with that is that my, my way of thinking was not letting me understand what they were saying. And, and the reason for that is because Society, my environment, my parents, um, my influences, my friends, my homeboys, they all took part into influencing and, and programming my mind just like a computer would to actually think a certain way. And it was very hard to let go of that. So when when I started when I started working on myself and I started Trying to search for the way of like how do I shift it? How 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 do I how do I shift this way of thinking? Because it's very hard. It's very easy to say, but it's not as is 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 easier said than done. So I I went ahead and, and 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 like I said, I was having this conversation with God, and He's been giving me this these messages. And in this message, I was reading uh, Luke twenty four forty five. And he says he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. You see, for why am I why am I sharing this? I remember back in two thousand nine. I think it was a little bit before that. I started receiving daily messages on my on my email, and these messages carried a scripture and they carry a message. It comes from a pastor uh, named Joe Austin from out of Houston. I don't go to that church, but I just subscribe to to those emails. Um, I used to watch his, his sermons from once in a while. I was trying to, to get into the Word. 
but it wasn't it wasn't making any effect on me but i but the, the crazy part about it was that i was receiving these messages i was getting these daily messages and it aligned with everything that i was going through at that moment in time and i was tripping out on that because i was like damn like this actually aligns with what i'm going through but i didn't I didn't have an understanding on how to apply it into my life. I didn't know how to apply it into my life. I got all those messages and I'm like, okay, that 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 resonates with what I'm going through. But that was the end of it. I didn't know how to apply it. I didn't have any tools. I didn't have a way of knowing what the hell to do with that, with that information. I mean, it's all great that I was receiving this message from God, but what do I do with that now? And... When I read the scripture, when it says he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, it wasn't until I had to have that real conversation with God. I had to have that real conversation to understand what he was trying to tell me in order for me to open my eyes and understand that all this time. And I don't know if you've ever been in this situation when you're asking God for help, when you're asking him, hey, God, I need you. I need you. And then your prayers seem like they're not being answered. And you might think, why, why is God not answering me? Why is God like not listening to me? And my biggest understanding, my biggest revelation of this was the whole time he was with me. The whole time he was giving me the answers I just wasn't understanding them. So I had to go through a lot of pain. I had to go through a lot of misunderstandings because I continued that life. I continued living that lifestyle. And that lifestyle just kept on getting me back into where I started in the beginning. So... I continue to be living the way I was trained to live. You see, not only my alcoholism, not only my drug abuse, but I was being taught since I was a little kid, even before 10 years old, that I needed to show up as a man. And being a man was somebody that defended himself with violence every single time somebody would disrespect you. So that was... That was a way. That was a way I was raised. I know that every time somebody would try to respect me, they were gonna see the worst side of me, and that worst side of me was giving into my rage, giving into my violence. And for a long time, I lived that life, and I was so tired of it. I was so tired of it because, at the end of the day, I wasn't only hurting other people; I was hurting myself. And I kept on being more and more alone. I kept on being more and more more caught up in that life that I was thinking like man I'm never going to get out of this I'm never going to change and I started putting that label into myself you see I was I was reading another scripture and this scripture um, is uh, I want to read it to you because it's extremely important it's um, Proverbs 29 29-11 I'm sorry and it says fools give bent to their rage but a wise man hold back you see, for 28 years, I was being a fool. I was being a fool. Because I let not only my drinking, not only my drug abuse, but I also let my rage 
my anger get the best of me and that caused me to lose my freedom that caused me to lose many opportunities that caused me to lose many relationships family and end up alone depressed you see I, I got put a lot of opportunities in front of me and I threw him down the drain I kept on ruining his plan why because I was being a fool But until I decided to go ahead and ask him for wisdom, for power to be able to overcome all of this, that's when he was able and graceful to actually be able to give that to me. So, what does this have to do with you? You see, if you're listening to this and you are actually somebody that is going or is very familiar with the situation, whether it's you or somebody else, somebody that you know, and they're going through the situation, we created this podcast. We created this to be able to provide you with those tools, to be able to understand exactly what you need to do to be able to get out of those situations and not be able to not come back into the same place that you're in right now. Because maybe you're either in prison listening to this, you're in a halfway house listening to this, you might be in probation or priority, or a family member is going through that same scenario and you're struggling to actually be able to make things right. I know I know I know for me, every single time that I was about to get out, I would always promise my family, I would always promise myself, I would always say that I was gonna change everything. But unfortunately I would always end up going back again to the same lifestyle. Um I'll be doing good for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, maybe in a couple of months. Then I was going right back into it. And it was very, very hard to let go. So our intention by providing you with this information, with this podcast over the next few months, years, and hopefully um, whatever God wants us to go ahead and, and be sharing with you, um, we want to go ahead and be able to give you those tools. We want to be able to help you be able to break free from those chains that have kept you for a long time and be able to show you exactly what not only myself, but some of my partners that, that we, we have we have um, brought together into this into this podcast that you guys are gonna be hearing from soon. Um, they have gone through the same the same things. They have been able to overcome those things. And they are now being able to live a more fulfilled life. I'm not saying that we're perfect. I'm not saying that that we have it all together. I'm just saying that We've been able to overcome that if, if our experiences and uh, the things that we've gone through can be able to help you, we're more than served with that. So welcome to Hustle Times. Welcome to the podcast. This is our first episode, and I look forward to helping you change your hustle.